Welcome to Podcasting with Our Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are bringing you not one, but two analysis of two crazy episodes that ended in kind of a letdown to me. I'm not going to lie. Hey, everyone. I'm Ren Mardia. My name is Brendan, and welcome back to Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Uh, yeah, both nights were great until the second to last uh, the second to last segment, when the one thing I've been waiting for for two weeks didn't happen, uh-huh. and that was the end of the season being Clayton sad. It was supposed to be completely unprecedented. It was supposed to be the most dramatic finale, the most dramatic season. To be fair, a lead has never been rejected at the the proposal site. Okay, he's never been rejected at the proposal site. Never, like, broken up with one, two, three. Like, he was almost rejected there was a, there was almost, there was a chance that this could have been a clean sweep for all three women to be like, deuces, I'm out. Gabby tried and he convinced her otherwise. I'm mad about that. I'm mad that Gabby didn't get to go away on her own volition, on her own to just be like, hey, not in it. Don't care about winning it. I'm over it. Bye. Instead, as we'll get into, Clayton convinces Gabby no, 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 don't walk out. Even though you you already said you were leaving, even though you're halfway out the door, he's like- And you're not winning. Like, no, just, just think about it. But he's like, my, all my confusion with Gabby was that it had been clear, even when I thought Rachel was winning, it was clear to me that Gabby was third. Yeah. And like, then- I never thought that he was going to pick Gabby. And I love Gabby now. Gabby came along- way in the bracket of my mind I thought she was annoying the sound of her voice is annoying I couldn't stand watching her cry every week then she got better then I understood why people were like Gabby should be the next bachelorette which all that talk honestly unless you're an insider of an insider that's a little too early for me to already be predicting the bachelorette because I felt like that Gabby talk was way early so whatever I think because she was actually fun and the thing that people always desperately want about out of their leads is personality. That's and like true. you can't you can't scrub the personality from her because it's in everything she says. Yeah, no, that's true. So I was I was like I said, she came a long way in my in my the bracket of my mind because I was about to rule her out. I was about to like get her out of here. I don't I don't want to hear her whine. But now I'm like I fully support this girl. I feel that she's great. Yeah, bring Grandpa along for the ride. Absolutely. Okay, so we start Monday. We have a lot to get through, so let's let's get rolling. Uh, Monday, we start uh, with Clayton sadly sitting in a church Mm -hmm. as a random choir has a choir practice. Yeah, him just like basically praying, being like, uh, "Yeah, I messed up." Yeah. Which like, was what do I do? Obvious. After he sits in church for a while, he goes and talks to Jesse. He he's, says he's upset and angry. He says, she told me multiple times, I want you to try to explore other relationships fully. To me, that's a huge ask to say, don't tell anyone else that you're falling in love with them and don't be intimate with anybody else. <laughs> and he goes, I where like do Jesse. I go? 
I feel like Jesse on this bench was just all of us looking at him being like, keep it together. But like WTF, man, did you want her to tell you, no, it's cool? Because at one point he asked him to like clarify. He's like, so you took that as explore fully. I feel like Jesse was like, to be clear, allow me to reiterate. She told you to explore your relationships and you thought you would should you should just sleep with everyone. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So he tells he tells Jesse that he has to be transparent with them, with both girls, and he's gonna tell both of them what's happened the last three nights. And it's a terrible first of all, the worst idea he could have had. Oh yeah. Like you can see oh, it on Jesse's face. Followed by the fact that this may be one of the few leads in this franchise where the producers don't have to convince him to do stupid things. He does them on his own, and all they have to do is get out of his way. Producers are like, we're out of a job because he's he's taking care of everything. He The girls show up. Gabby and Rachel both show up. They're whispering side by side, where's Susie? Do you think she went home? And then Clayton comes and stands and tells them that Susie was not happy over having sex in the I love you's <laughs> and says that it's left him shattered. And to be very transparent, he says, quote, this is a hard part to say, but like I was in love with her and I was in love with each of you too. I am in love with both of you. And I was also intimate with both of you. I just love his ability to say, past tense, I was in love with Susie. Like when he was talking to Susie last week and he said, I was in love with you after she made him mad. Like, okay. So it it suddenly becomes past tense was Susie's out of here. I was in love with her. However, y'all don't have to worry anymore because she's not here. However, let me tell you, I had sex with both of you. I also tried to have sex with Susie, but she said no, because I had sex with y'all. Got it? Okay, here are your roses. Yeah. That's how that went. They start crying. He keeps, he just keeps struggling along, says, I know it's not easy to hear, but I do believe, like, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I do see one of you being on the other side of it with me, and I do, I don't know who that is. I really don't. Because I promise you, if I knew the answer to that, I would string, I wouldn't string everybody along. You clearly are. String along, you did, though. You all decide to make tonight. He strung them along. He strung the millions of viewers along that watched this. He wasted everybody's time. Kudos to whoever selected this crazy hall with enormous tall ceilings and open like no furniture at all no art on the wall so that if somebody's crying you can hear it everywhere i don't it was obvious i obviously don't think it was as loud i as don't think was. so either i don't but think so either. definitely hear it because it was he was visibly uncomfortable hearing the crying yeah i don't think like i i did laugh about that a lot because I was like, wow, they really maximized those subs. I mean, really. They were like, turn it up. Rachel's crying at about a five. Let's crank it up to a nine. Rachel was not a five. It sounded like... He was a minimum of eight. Who? 
Rachel. Rachel. She was sobbing as if someone had shot her dead in front of her. Okay. Let's talk about Rachel's sobs for a second. I mean, I love Rachel. I think Rachel's very oh, beautiful. She's I think she's incredible. I think she is very emotive. Yes. Gabby is like, let me pace around. She cries, obviously. Yes. But she doesn't cry in the way that she, she didn't cry in the way that it life was over. Like you got the sense that Gabby was like, I got to get the hell out of here now, but I got to stay and think about it for a second. You know, uh, let me pay, let me just, let me just process what all the hell just happened. Yeah. Whereas Rachel is like, let me get out of eyesight and then let me just lose it. Which I mean, being, having your heart broken sucks for sure. But man, those were some sobs. Those were some sobs. They both leave to cry in separate places. They're both uh, between sobs, talking to producers, sharing frustrations. Jesse comes down to check in on Clayton, offers nothing, almost says nothing. He's just like, sorry, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Jesse Palmer was the equivalent of um, Hulk Hogan to me um, when he would just be like, good luck to you, brother. (laughs) Uh, Gabby eventually comes back to talk to Clayton. He, she asks what happened between him and Susie. Mm -hmm. Uh, he starts to go into excruciating detail. She says, I don't need the details. Let's just get to the point what what was wrong. And basically, it was what we knew was wrong. And right. what Gabby probably knew was wrong. Gabby was okay with him sleeping with the others. And Susie wasn't. He proceeded to sleep with the others. And that's why, that's how we got to where we're at. Yes. Um, do you think Gabby was okay with him sleeping with Rachel? Yeah, because she said, I want you to explore. She was, her problem never seemed to be the sex. Yeah. It seemed to be the I love yous. Because she never said, even even with the talking to the producer, she never said, I can't believe you slept with Rachel. It was always, how are you in love with both of us? Your words don't mean anything. That's true. Like, even, even, the, even the final breakup, it was never about the sex with Gabby. Yeah. It wasn't even about the sex with Rachel. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It was the I love yous. She wasn't. The the sex issue was only the issue with Susie, I think. I don't know. I I think it was a little bit of, I I do think it was an issue with Rachel. Gabby, I understand what you're saying, though. It was more about the words because she was like, how, this is not a competition. I'm not here to be loved the most. I want to be someone's one and only. Well, she says that because uh, Clayton says ultimately like whoever I pick I love the most. He keeps saying this phrase and shooting him in the self, himself in the foot. I mean, if a man told me, well, I picked you because I loved you the most, I'm like, but you still love that other woman. So thanks. Uh but yeah, they actually talk about the fact that he yelled from the sidewalk you know like Rachel is like I yelled to you from a balcony (laughs) I love you 
And now you are saying that you told all three of us. His phrasing though, his like, when he said, I love you, I'm falling in love with Ray, or um, um, Gabby. But he told Rachel that he was in love with her. He told yeah. Susie he was in love with her. Yes. But then he flip-flops back and forth, like trying to convince Gabby that he did in fact say that he loved her by using phrases like, I do love you. I do see a future with you. I'm falling in love with you. So it's like, a, I, he's just so manipulative to me. I don't think it's manipulate. I, th- I think it is, but I okay, think he doesn't know. I don't think he's smart. First of all, smart enough mm-hmm. or mature enough to understand what love is. And that's what Nick, Nick hip harping on. Like this man is not mature enough to be here. No, he's not. And like that, that broke down for us pretty obviously last week. Yes. You know, to see, and, and like you and I were talking about this um, before recording, he could have grown, but it's stunted. It's stunted by the end. He could, he could have grown. Um, But right. I, I just think like Rachel asked him, did you tell me you loved me because you wanted to sleep with me? And he's like, no. We are jumping all over the place. Well, we are. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think it is. We have to keep going. Uh, so we get, Gabby's giving him, giving him the business in front of the stairs. She says, why wouldn't you just save it? Why say I love you to three women when he can only choose one? That's great if I'm in at the end. But if what if I'm not? I'm just supposed to stop loving you? How would you feel in my position? This is bull bleep. Mm-hmm. And she just, she, and then I saw a tweet from Blake Horseman last night. who's saying, this is what happens when you have a lead that did not have their heart broken on the show. Right. There, there is. He probably liked Michelle. Right there. He probably liked Michelle, but he was nowhere close to being in love with Michelle. No, because he, there's, there's no way he didn't get close enough to Michelle. There was nothing, if he had said, oh, I fell in love with Michelle, I'd be like, what's wrong with that guy? Like, you weren't even in close proximity to fall in love with her. So, um, I did think that that was an interesting point. And y'all know how I feel about Blake Horseman. Used to love him. Now I can't stand him. But (laughs) he had a good point. He had a good point. Uh, Rachel, Rachel's also talking to people. She says, I'm just supposed to have my heart broken for a chance that he might love me a little more than he loves the others. I just need clarity. That's what gets me. It's just like the chance, like, Hey, just hang on, hang on. Cause I see now that Susie's gone, it's down to you two, but it totally feels like they're only there because Susie's gone. Yeah. And he just was not able to compute that and how they feel about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she is, Rachel is really upset talking to Clayton. Clayton says, this isn't over unless you feel like it needs to be. I feel like this is worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. Which is what he says almost every time anybody tries to leave. That's what, that's what really bothered me. Is the fact that he just wouldn't let them leave. No. Like he kept just being like, but, but fight for us. Just fight for us. He, he says, I care about you so much. Are you able to trust me just to take it day by day? No. 
Uh, well, eventually he he breaks her down and convinces her to stay. They be- they head back to the uh, to they head back to the rose ceremony part. Uh, Rachel accepts his rose. Gabby says, I can't, and says, do you want me to walk you out? Sorry, and then she says, do you want to walk me out? Mm-hmm. And then she, he said, she said, I came here tonight that it could be, thinking that it could be you and me at the end. And she said that her problem was the most. I'm not in the business of competing for someone's love. I mean, I get that, but also, like, you signed up for the show. I did think that. I was like, but this is literally the business of competing for someone's love. Now, remember, now just just remember this, because the I'm not in the business of competing for someone's love will be said on their season of The Bachelorette. Oh, for sure, sure. For sure. She will say at least once, if not four, between one and four times. Yeah. I'm sending you over under two. Something about competing for love. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I did love that. Um, I loved Gabby's reaction though. I loved how she is just like, nah, no, it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. I loved her reactions in night one. I loved her reactions in night two. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally yeah. created a whole like quote story of Gabby last night. <laughs> like she had so many good things. She's just rolling off. Whereas, or whereas Rachel is very, like you said, very emotional. She feels it all and she shows it on her face and in the way that she is doing everything. Gabby is like, I'm pissed. You don't deserve my tears. <laughs> like Gabby will get to a point where she is like, you no longer deserve my tears. I will not cry over you. Yeah, so eventually, so Clayton chases her down is begging her to come back says he, he says that the love that he feels for her is different than the love he feels for rachel or Susie. gabby says i don't want to be the most loved i just want to be accepted and loved we come back to rachel who's clearly upset that she's basically at this point at the moment winning by default yeah yeah because if yeah because if can you imagine if gabby had left and was just like i'm done this is, I'm really, truly walking out. Gabby leaves. He's left with Rachel. How does poor Rachel feel? This is what I, I honestly, I, this is the finale that I would have wanted. I would have wanted Gabby to leave. I would have wanted Rachel to be like, I need to assess every reason as to why I am still here because I am third runner up now. Yeah. <laughs> so I would have loved that, but no. Alas, uh, he finishes up by saying, Gabby to stay. He finishes up by saying that what they have is so real, and I don't have a crystal ball, but I do know one thing what we have is genuine and real, and there's love, it's as real as it gets. Uh, we come back, Gabby comes back, Rachel is excited to see her. Gabby apologizes for walking away, she says, Are you okay? And Rachel asks Gabby, are you okay? And Gabby says, I'm choosing to be here now. I really love him, but I could, like, kick myself next week. hmm Oh, you will. <laughs> Those are words to remember forever. This fateful day that you decided to let this boy convince you to hang on for just a little bit longer. 
So then we have a segment with Michelle, Nick, and Claire. Uh, Michelle completely dodged her one question and didn't answer it in the slightest. What was the one question she had? I don't even remember. She was just basically like, hey, did you see this from Clayton? And she just, and then she talked about how difficult it is to get out of a relationship, be in a relationship after the show and how hard you have to work for it. I think that was basically her question and she just danced around it. That's quintessential Michelle. She's boring. I always told you this. I always told you this. She's very sweet, but yeah, she's not overly. Boring. Uh, Claire, I didn't want to hear her, so I muted her. I started, that's when I started reading social media. Yeah. Uh, Nick, most illuminating answer of the night and the only one that was actually worth anything. He said that Clayton is here to find love, but not find love for someone else. Like he was basically, he was being selfish while he was being there. I mean, was it obvious? Yes. Was it accurate? And the only answer that actually meant anything? Also, yes. Yes. Nick Vile was basically, I feel like with his podcast and with the growth that he has had since being a two-time villain, both-time runner-up, bachelor, I feel like he's done a lot of learning. And he seems like he's a psychoanalyst now. He's a therapist. <laughs> he will he he is. be the bachelor, bachelor nation therapist. I mean, he's been every role. Yeah, literally. He's been villain. He's been recovering villain. He's been runner up in pain. He's been front runner. He's been lead who had he's an engagement pain twice, not once, but two times. But one of those, he was a front runner. I feel like he was. I, I, feel, I feel like he was a front runner. Like I feel like he was up there on Andy's and like was like almost the front runner on. Oh, he was like it was very close. I mean, but then she broke up with him before he even got to, got to the proposal. She was like, "Knock knock, I gotta talk to you. It's not yeah. you." That that was that was honestly one of my most shocking like my most shocking moments was the fact that she didn't even let him get to the cliff or wherever they were to do proposal mountain. You know, he didn't even get there. He picked his rings and then she was like, hey, so don't come today. (laughs) The next day, uh, Clayton's family is in town to meet the two women that are competing for second place. He comes in and tells them, I'm in a really bad spot. I fell in love with three women. I love both of these women so much, but I also love Susie. I effed everything up. Sure did. Clayton. Or as the girls, remaining girls call him, Clayton. 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 His mom says, I don't know how you can be in love with three people. You have to understand they don't want to be second or third. They want to be first. And I think you've got to step back and say, you got to step back and say they have a right to be upset with you. I don't understand why he needed his mom to even say that he didn't even listen to her his dad said that he screwed the pooch with this one and his mom's his mom admits that it's going to be hard to not view gabby as a consolation prize yeah since clayton seems to love Susie more and then he doesn't she doesn't see she She's trying to be nice because one of them could end up being your future. He wants them to be nice because one of them could be end up being your future daughter-in-law. Mm-hmm. 
So he goes and get, grabs Gabby. The uh, the only thing that I found interesting was this, that his his dad very much admired Gabby for trying to walk away. Yes. And whereas his mom was like, well, Rachel didn't want to leave. So she kind of, she admired Rachel for sticking it out. That and Rachel, because she was so desperately in love with him, was still looking at Clayton through rose-colored glasses and kept telling her all the great things about Clayton and how well she did raising him. Mm -hmm. So she Mm -hmm. was being puffed up by Rachel, and I think she appreciated that as well. Yeah, I would totally agree. Um, anything from the uh, anything else from these? Just want to keep going. I just I still a I want to know which brother landed in Teddy's yeah. DM. Yeah, I want to know that. B, I really liked Clayton's dad. I oh, thought I like he kept he it was real. Great. He was like, listen, not an ideal situation. Says for everybody, son, you messed up. And then when he meets Rachel and after everything, and he's like, what do you guys think? And he's like, uh, I still think, I don't know how they are even still here. Like, he's just basically like, I, I feel like Clayton's dad stopped short of just being like, why are we here? The show's over, right? Like he kept, he was so chill. He was so nice, but I really feel like he was like, are we going to keep pretending that there's still a show? You know, like I think Clinton's dad was very much like, like at what point do we stop rolling guys? Cause he messed up. Um, yeah. So we get through both of those hometowns, both, both girls meeting his family just for Clayton to say, I'm lost and confused because my love is with these girls, with the ladies, but my heart is also wherever Susie is. Goodness gracious. Which means that all his hearts are at the same place because Susie hasn't left, even though this man seems to have no idea how this works because she he thought she took like the next flight out of Iceland. He's like, what? Susie's still here? Ugh. What did you think about his family's reaction when he's like, guys, now that you've met these women... And you like them. And they're like, yeah. Well, Rachel tried to stay. Gabby wanted to leave. Um, but we could see you really with, with uh, Rachel. She's wonderful. Gabby's wonderful. And he's like, yeah. So I know now that I can't love three women. <laughs> it took you, it took you introducing two women to your parents. Another one leaving for you to be like, I know what I said last night, and I was super insistent, and I loved all three of you. But guess what? Now that I've seen you with my parents, it's not you. Toodaloo! He, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a lot. Uh, so his dad jumps in and says, he, he basically he said that what Clayton says that what he and Susie had was a, li- a little bit more special than what he had with the other two. His dad says, she didn't think so. Clayton, she left you. <laughs> right. And then Clayton keeps saying it's not that simple. She talked all the way until I opened the door and told her to go. His dad says he's caught. He's too caught up in the idea of the one that got away. But it does seem like... I still thought... At this point, I, I didn't think that they were going to get together in Iceland, but I wasn't super surprised that they got back together. 
after she was able to, after they were able to have calm conversations about what happened? Well, I think that it was, I was super surprised that Susie let it happen after, you know, like Susie was obviously willing to have conversations with him. You know, she was Mm -hmm. obviously willing to continue the conversation with him, but the way that he treated her in her attempt to have that conversation with him. Um, that's the point that I was like, I don't know if I were Susie, I would have, I would have allowed the conversation to happen in that moment. Maybe like maybe the next day, not even the next day. I don't know. I think I would have wanted to talk it out in that moment. The second I walked away from that conversation and slept on it, I think I would have been like, no, that's not for me. That's not for me. The communication, the, the lack of communication skills to even have a disagreement or an argument or to let me change and shift my thoughts and opinions on what I came into this with. And then to be like, you know what? Because of my empathy, I now see where you were, where you stand and where you were going with this and why you made the decisions that you made. So let me then try to, to make a new decision or at least like camp out there for a bit. And he's like, no, go home. So because of that, I would have been like, no. Find another girl. I wish you the best. We can be friends, but we are not going to be together. Yeah. So after this, after that first part of the conversation, his mom asked him if Susie was the one, why did you sleep with Gabby and Rachel? Totally reasonable. Valid question, Clayton. He moves on completely. ignores that question. Says the doors might be closed, but you told me to follow my heart. And if I break my own heart in the process, so be it. And he decides that he needs to see if if he if he can find it with Susie. Uh, so then we see we have another. That was the end of that segment. The next segment, Caitlin, Rodney, and Cassie are on stage. Biggest surprise of the of the night is probably the fact that Cassie's there. Yeah. Haven't seen Cassie since Colton's after the final rose. I heard that Cassie was coming. I didn't know that she was going to be on the stage. I thought she was just going to be in the audience when I heard she was coming. In my TikTok, the TikTok is at right underscore reasons underscore pod. If you're interested in seeing that future TikToks. And it's archived on our Instagram. Yes. And on the they're also on the Instagram. But the TikTok that I put up Monday night led me to think that there would be a Colton-ish style finale. Mm-hmm for Tuesday night based on the fact that Cassie, who we haven't seen in years, literally years, was just happened to be here. So you think that Cassie was a walking Easter egg? I was thinking she might have been. And she kind of was. She kind of was if you think about it. I mean, he uh, didn't have a fence, but he sure did break up with two women and then somehow get the girl back. He didn't do a whole long drawn out thing where she met his family. That was not. Oh <laughs> I mean, technically she stopped in and said hi. Yeah, she was like, hey, hi, but um, can I talk to you outside? Not coming back. Yeah, but uh, the next, the next thing, the next segment, in the next segment, Clayton. So this is what, I believe this is what starts Tuesday's episode, right? Um, After he is like, hey guys, so 
Yeah. So Gabby and Rachel, really great girls, right? You really like them. You spent all that time with them because I wanted you to decide which ones you liked best so I could get some insight. Guess what? Surprise. Still not them. I thought that I would love them more or like them more after I saw them with my family. It turns out, no, it just made me love Susie more. I'm going to go get her. Her dad, his dad is like, nah, man. No, she's going to say no. She's going to say no. He's like, but I'm still an idiot. So yeah, that's the end. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Clayton and Jesse have a conversation with Clayton's family. And Jesse tells Clayton that, shocker, Susie is still in Iceland. I so just love Clayton- the fact that he's like, oh, well, this is going to change things. Um, Susie's still here. Like, how long ago was it that Susie and him had this conversation? Let's see. I think the next day was the rose ceremony. And then let's say Clayton and Gabby, Clayton's family met Gabby and then met Rachel in two consecutive days. I don't even know if that would be a day. I feel like that would take, or not two days. I feel like it would take one day. You could do that back to back in an afternoon. Were they wearing the same thing? No. No. Clayton was wearing a sweater one day. The next day he was wearing a sweater under a quarter zip. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. So even so, let's say at least three, three to four days. Okay. But what Nick said is that once you're, once you guys get to the final destination, mm-hmm. everyone's there for the same amount of time. Oh, okay. Use at the same time on separate flights. Okay, I was gonna. I was just about to say, like, what if you see them on a flight though? All, all four of them, all the three girls in the lead leave after so then you know how they do fantasy suites and then dates and then proposal and then the lead and the winner get a couple days together uh-huh. at that location yeah, so yeah. i think everyone is there for that whole length of time okay that makes sense so no so no one's like okay well this person arrived first and then this person so then this person is obviously the winner they yeah. all come yeah. back at basically the same time on different flights so then the worst comes to worst. You only know who the final three are. I think that's, that is interesting. Um, but but he, yeah. should have known, he should have known that she was still there. But we already established Clayton doesn't know anything. That's He's basically true. Jon Snow in Game, Th- Game of Thrones. He knows nothing. His complete lack of knowledge of how this show goes or why certain decisions should be made or shouldn't be made completely out the window. He's yeah. like a blank slate so he i think he he probably was to what seemed very obviously obvious to us and jesse is probably like i'm probably already telling you something that you already know but susie's still here and clayton's like what this is a shot so then jesse goes to talk to susie and was like i clayton clayton feels bad for how that last conversation went down. If you're interested, he would like to talk to you before you leave. Susie answering that door, being like shocked, like, hey. I saw on Twitter and Instagram, people were like, not Susie answering the door, being surprised to see Jesse, but with a total blowout and full makeup. (laughs) Susie comes back, uh, asks to talk to Clayton outside to have a conversation. Susie says, you are a good human. I genuinely believe that. But it was really shocked. I was really shocked by how everything ended. 
the way you treated me, the way you turned that when that's when my mentality on you changed, it was humiliating. If I'm being honest, I felt like a stray dog that you would, that had come into your home and you were shooing me out. That's an interesting way of putting it. I don't well, I think know. She was saying that, I think she was saying that he was, she was there, but then all of a sudden at a stamp of fingers, she was no longer welcome. Yeah, I mean, okay, I do understand that because he did flip the script and just was like, hey, you got to go. No. And then, oh, oh, my gosh, I didn't even say this earlier. So when he was telling Gabby and Rachel that Susie had left and basically she was upset that I was intimate with someone, JK, I was intimate with both of you. And I may or may not have told you both that I loved you. Susie couldn't handle it. I just didn't know at the end of the time, I just didn't know who I was looking at. He like said that from quoting from his conversation with Susie previously, he then tells these girls, long story short, I no longer knew who I was looking at. I didn't, you know, I just knew that it was over. Like his anger was still there that he was willing to be like, listen, Susie's crazy. She had these expectations on me. Hopefully you guys still love me as like, I love you. Susie's over, but I did love her. But Susie's over now because she, I don't even know what I'm looking at. I, I forced myself to listen to him on Ben and Ashley Eyes podcast last week. And he was only on for like 20 minutes. But basically what he said was that he thought in that moment that she wanted to be the bachelorette. And that was her last out. Mm. Okay. Because I, think there, I don't remember if I heard it on that, um, the therapist interview um, or not, but they were talking about the edit of conversations and maybe there was more that he had said. Maybe there was more that was like leaning, like making him more angry. That we I don't think it ever came out. Yeah. Like, I don't think they ever said that to each other. Yeah, but but I can't remember where it was, but somebody had suggested that maybe that was there, maybe that was his thought, and that's what spurred him on to be even angrier. But they, the way that they edited it, they were like, we don't want that out. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if he ever like accused Susie of that to her face, but like that's interesting to know that he thought like she wants to be the bachelorette. And he said that like after some time, he re- he figured that he was wrong about that but in that moment he thought she never cared about me she only wanted to be the bachelorette i mean i don't know if he's wrong but also (laughs) if you i don't know if you follow her much on any of her social medias Mm -hmm. been following her on like tiktok and i've been seeing some of her instagram posts Mm -hmm. the instagram and tiktok are not someone who intended to be the bachelorette intended to much much the opposite of like elizabeth who used her adhd thing to try to catapult her to a lead you really think she did that i think she was and i think that's why she had her spiel ready for women tell all that wasn't aired that wasn't aired but i think susie's like actions and social media were not someone who cared at all that she was famous. Mm. At least to me, like her TikToks were just like, they were like bachelor related, but they were like silly ones. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was like this whole thing was not meant for fame. It was meant for love. I told you what I thought last week, though. I did think that it might might have been like a a move. Yeah, no, I, I I get like I'm I wouldn't have been surprised if she had mm-hmm. wanted to. The just the from what I saw, there wasn't like a lot of like, hey, I want to be the bachelor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they have this conversation. Uh, he says, I'm sorry, I was totally out of line and I'm getting going to begin therapy for my anger issues. It was, I did not mean the things that I said. The thing, shouting was out of character. I know that there's love. I know it could be love that could last a lifetime. Is there any way, is there any way you can give me a second chance? I love you. I don't want to lose you. She's like, oh, oof. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah she said i'm not ready to make a decision right now i need to go i love also that these he's having this conversation with Susie. he's already told his family it's not gabby or rachel yes he then goes to make his big bold airport style catching the last flight get the girl before she gets on the plane Lastest effort for romance to be like, I love you. If you're still up for this, I'm up for this. Meanwhile, Gabby and Rachel are, are like, they're still there. They're literally still there. They're still in Iceland. Mm-hmm. They are still on the premises. They are still like, hey, met the family. It's between me and me and Rachel, between me and Gabby. Okay. Susie's gone. He successfully told us. This is still a fight worth fighting for. Yes. <laughs> but it's no longer now it's no longer a fight worth fighting for. But they don't know that. Everyone yeah. knew except for them. So now he's talking to us, tells us Gabby and Rachel did nothing wrong. I owe it to them to tell them everything and ultimately break up with them. I have when, to live with my said action. That Gabby and Rachel did nothing wrong. I literally was like, we know this. You don't have to tell us. We know they did nothing wrong. They did everything right. (laughs) Except Gabby, who chose to stay. She let him change her mind. That's the only fault that Gabby made. Yes. So Clayton is on his way to talk to them. Uh, The girls are corralled for the, maybe for the first time ever, post-fantasy suites. They are put in the same room. They're both confused why they're there. They both met the parents, but neither of them went on another date after that. So they're both. The conversation confused. was killing me. It was like, did you, so you met the parents? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Did you go on a date after? No. No, me neither. And then there was something else that was like, I- I'm really confused. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> their, their conversation like mirrored each other. <laughs> yeah, because they're both, they don't know what to do. They don't they even if you like, were, we're not supposed to see each other after this normally people don't see each other after this pro- process even if you're a super fan of the show this is unprecedented territory mm-hmm. so clayton shows up to the hotel room and made the second biggest mistake so far the first biggest mistake was convincing gabby to stay even though she was at best third place uh-huh the second, the second best, the second worst mistake was breaking up with them together. 
So he I saw- literally, I I had gone to my kitchen to get something. I like came back. I came around the corner, and as he was sitting on the couch, I was like, "Is he gonna do this together? Like he's not even gonna, he's not even gonna take one off." Oh dear lord! I watched. I was watching with my wife. I'm just like, he's not seriously breaking them up, breaking up with them at the same time. Homeboy was like, I don't want to have two conversations and deal with two sets of, like, two different tiers. I'm going to just hear it. I've already, he's like, I've already, I've already heard them cry in stereo (laughs) in a giant hall. What's worse, I can break up with them together. He says this whole journey went not how I, as, not as how I expected. I realize that I've caused so much pain and I wish I could take it all back. I so realize I'm about to I'm, cause one more pain bomb. <laughs> I realize it's not feasibly possible for me to be in love with three women like I said I was. Everyone deserves to have someone give them 100% of their heart. And unfortunately, I just can't be that person for either of you because my heart's no longer here. It's with Susie. So at this point, we have two very different reactions. Oh, yeah. Rachel starts sobbing. Gabby says, I'm done with you. This was it. I'm leaving. And she gets up and starts packing her things. So this is what I loved about Gabby. Let me see. She said, that's it, I think, for me. Yeah. So I created like a string of just Gabby quotes here during this breakup. Yeah. Her direct quote was, that's it, I think, for me. (laughs) Like, she's like, "I'm, I'm gone. And then when her and Clayton were talking more, she says things like, you sound actually ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. And then when Clayton says, my favorite, am I able to walk you out? No. (laughs) No, there wasn't enough attitude. No. No. Like, it was so obvious. It was like, to her, she was like, it is blatantly obvious that I'm done with you. Why would I want you to walk me out? So, no. <laughs> Can I at least walk you out? Get out of here. She, she says, I'm pissed because I spent the last two days away from my friends and family, people who actually give a bleep about me, and you don't. He says, I do. She says, I can't believe anything you say. Not one thing. I didn't want you. And then he says, I didn't want you to leave. He, no, he says, I didn't want you to leave, but now you do. What the F is the difference? A couple of days doesn't mean doesn't seem to make that big of a difference, Clayton, except that one time it was my decision to go and you didn't want it to be, and now it's your decision, so it's easier. That was my favorite part because literally she, she painted that picture to him and he still didn't understand. He yeah. still didn't understand. He did not even understand after the segment when they are live on stage and she's like you don't have empathy you don't understand what this made us feel and he's like I'm sorry that you feel that way you couldn't be like hey I'm sorry what I did do it's really wrong I'm sorry that you feel that way somebody still think they're sorry that I feel a certain way I'm gonna punch them in their balls fair uh she continues she tells him you don't want it to admit that you're wrong she said how could this is and now you do the same effing thing to us address us as a group 
that you don't give an F about us. Uh-huh. And then that's when he says, uh, there's nothing I can say to fix this. Am I able to walk you out? And she says, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But you're right. There are two different reactions. Rachel is like, my whole world has just fallen apart. I'm so, I'm destitute. I have nothing. Gabby is like, I've got my dignity. I've got all the stuff that I came here with. I don't need this extra baggage of a man. Yes. So we get, so we cut to the studio. Gabby's with Jesse. She says it's been up and down watching the show back. These last couple of weeks have been really heavy but they've also given me more clarity and kind of closure that I've been kind of the closure that I've been looking for with the information I had and the, and with the information I had and the person that was being given to me in that moment, that is the person I loved. Looking back, I didn't know everything. Fair. Fair. Cause she's not saying that I didn't love him because she's, she's owning up to the fact that, yeah, I loved him. I loved him. I loved the person that was, presented to me as the way that he was presented to me do i love these other parts no then jesse has clayton come out (laughs) gabby starts by saying after having watched it back the first thing that comes to mind is that i feel so misled i feel like i wasn't given all the information that really is what hurts the most for me that i truly did feel betrayed yeah he says i feel terrible because i watched it back and i feel the emotions and pains that i caused I promised you that I had no malicious intent with any of my actions, but I just didn't go about it the right way. She says, I do think that I had, I do think that I had given you a chance in the moment to be more honest with me, even at the rose ceremony, when you said you were being transparent, your transparency had conditions. You told me that you were going to leave Iceland with the woman you loved the most, and you saw my visceral reaction. And in the previous week, you were telling Susie that you love her the most. His phrase, his phrasing of that, though, that's also what, like, murdered this whole second, like, a whole finale part, is the fact that he's like, no, but I love you the most. Because that really struck me when he told Susie that. But right now, I love you the most. And also, when he says, right now, I love you the most. Then when he's with the girls and he's like, I'm going to pick whoever I love the most. Yes. Like, that sucks, Clayton. Stop saying that phrase, who I yeah. love the most. He starts to say, I did have love for you all. Gabby cuts him off, says, when you love some, when you love, when you say you love someone, you're assuming responsibility to protect them, to care for them, and not to hurt them. And you didn't do any of those things. Fair, fair, fair point. Uh, Jesse asked Clayton if he regrets telling Gabby that he was in love and intimate with all of them. All of them, he says, I felt that I needed to be fully transparent. And Gabby says, but you didn't tell me that you love Susie the most. You have to treat us as individuals. Mm-hmm. Yep. She made complete sense. She made complete and total sense to me. No lies detected. No. Uh, so we, that part is over. We head back to the episode itself. And now we see Clayton walk into Rachel's room and she is just broken. Yeah. She, she really did love him. She Not was, that Gabby didn't love him either. She handles things differently, but like Rachel, that's why she tells him after this whole 
conversation and she lets him walk her out. That's how, like, that's how kind she is. No, I don't think she was thinking straight. Oh, I, I agree. I agree. But she's like, because even when she gets to that vehicle and she's like, are you really going to put me in this van? Are you really going to put me in this van? Big, like, and then she like, I feel like it was like a cool, pretty woman moment. And she's like, this is a big mistake. Huge. (laughs) Um, She says, you told me that you were willing to fight for this. And I believed you. I promise you, when you look back on this, you will, this was going to haunt you. The fact that you let me go. Her dad also thinks so. Her dad's yeah. like, I'm about to slash your tires. He says, I did see a future with you. I fought, as, I fought as hard as I could. I can't just continue to try to love you when I can't be at 100%. I just don't understand how he doesn't hear himself. He doesn't hear how what he's saying, how it comes off to someone else. Like, you can't just keep repeating the same phrases saying like but I did have love for you or I just love somebody the most or blah blah, blah. everything he says is painful yeah everything there are two things I want to bring up about Rachel right now one I don't know the difference but the mascara the mascara she used at the rose ceremony was was prepared to be upset the yeah. mascara she wore to this was not prepared to be upset because the mascara at the rose ceremony was absolute perfect perfection from beginning to end. This one was a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel's um, mascara is how I like, I, so I just, I, this, it's very, very, very key to picking the right eyeliner and the right mascara. You got to get that waterproof stuff. You got to pay a little bit more money to get it to stay on your eyes. $7.99 doesn't cut it. All right, you got to go to the Ulta and pay 22 bucks. Sucks, but it'll stay on your eyes when you cry. Trust me. But like Rachel's mascara is like me whenever I watch an unexpected sad movie or something happens and then I'm like, oh no, I wasn't ready. Oh, I wasn't ready. But then when you are ready, you're like, listen, I just cried a whole lot. Eyes are still lined. I fully, fully understand. And I appreciate the fact that you appreciated and noticed that. <laughs> I, was by, I was impressed by the mascara. The second part, there isn't a man in the world who wouldn't be lucky to have one person in their life, let alone it be a spouse, that cares as much about them as Rachel cared for Clayton. Yeah. She really, she really did. I don't know why he's dumb, but I don't, I don't get it either. But like, most men would have picked Rachel uh-huh. just because how supportive and how supportive and loved they felt when she was around. Yeah. That Rachel was the only one that made me waver from Susie in the slightest, just yeah. because like it was so obvious how she felt. And how she felt was like, like there was no questioning how she felt about Clayton. In my head, it was always Rachel. I'm just saying, I thought, like, I thought it was Rachel for, for me. Yeah, no, I, was, I, understand, I understand what you're saying, but like, I always thought it was Rachel. Even when I picked up on his vibe with Serene, you know, and then he was really leaning into that, 
And I was like, okay, Fantasy Suites, he wants to sleep with Serene and Rachel. Like, I just, you know, Gabby makes him laugh, but I didn't, but then he did hook up with Gabby, which, okay, fine, Gabby's great. But I just don't know what it is. Maybe it's because Susie's adorable and she's really sweet and she is like the good girl, you know? I don't know, it's just... But to me, I thought that that I thought the overall connection and chemistry was with Rachel. There, there was a very obvious physical, very obvious and unmatched physical chemistry. Yeah, and there was a deep love that Rachel had for him that I thought that no one else had for him. No, and it's clear with her emotional reactions. Yeah, uh, he eventually starts to walk her to the car. The whole time she's saying, you gave up on us. You gave up. I never gave up. And even, like you said, even when they're standing on the sidewalk, she's like, I can't, I cannot believe you're going to put me in the car right now. Even if she's just like, I can't believe that we made it to this point. Yeah. Yeah. She says he didn't even cry at all. He didn't even fight at all. And that was still in the car. Because he knew what he wanted. And he's like, I just got to get y'all out of here now. I just mm-hmm. got to get y'all out of here and then figure out if the third one is going to leave me. <laughs> so at this point, we cut to the studio. God, I forgot we still have to recap the moment with Susie. <laughs> All of it. We have we have so much left. Dude. It's outrageous how, there's, a, there's outrageous how much time. I, I feel like we have like 40 minutes of TV left. Oh my gosh. I feel yeah. like we did. Uh, Gabby, sorry, Rachel is on the hot seat with Jesse right now. She says, I just feel, I just feel like the hardest part of all of this is knowing and how in love with him I was. This to see the complete disrespect for both Gabby and I in this in the sense that he did couldn't even break up with us separately. To see myself just be so blindsided, I feel like I was robbed of the opportunity to actually stand up for myself. I was begging him not to put me in that car. Fair. All of those statements were true. Once again, no lies detected. I was really happy with Rachel um, and the way that she came out and was like, I'm going to defend myself. Like, you're ridiculous. She, Gabby was, so in, in the moment, I felt like Gabby was very like, hey, get me out of here. Bye. You know, that moment when she's like, that's it for me, I think. (laughs) That was, that was it. I loved how she's like, you're an idiot. I'm over it. You sound ridiculous. Rachel cries, is sad. She lets him hug her, lets him walk her out. She's still shocked. She's, you know, obviously devastated, but she's nice. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that at the finale, the roles flip-flopped. Gabby was like, hey, I was pissed, still pissed, but I'm going to talk to you like an understanding adult. Um, And I actually do, I, I hear you. You've got some growing to do, but hey, good chat. Thanks for thanks for talking. Whereas Rachel is like, you messed up, boo. You know what? You like you were lucky to have me. <laughs> and she's like, hey, I'm pissed at you. So like I think it's just interesting to me to see how their anger like subsided and was like, no, 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 no. You don't get off that easy. <laughs> yeah. 
they bring Clayton out. Rachel says, I just want to start out by saying none of these emotions are for you or about you. It has nothing to do with any lingering feelings because I became collateral damage in your journey for love. That was the most completely selfish journey. There was no empathy at all for me or Gabby. And then he says, I'm incredibly sorry for my actions. I could have done, I could have done things way better than I did. It does pain me to see this pain. I made assumptions that I couldn't have, and I couldn't have been more wrong. Yeah. I just really I applaud the fact that she like out right out the gate. She was like, hey, if I cry or if anything, it ain't because I still love you because I don't. Let's clear that up. Yeah. She says, you don't, you told us you wanted to give us transparency, but you left out the most important things. You left out the part that you had already knew who you, who you loved the most. I don't believe that you love me at all. I legitimately thought that there was a 10% chance that Tony had snuck a knife <laughs> into the theater and was going to run up, risk prison time to stab him in the face. And then we would just be like, oh, so that's who her friends were talking about. Okay. <laughs> Her friend is like in the in the audience, just like told y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony is like, my wife told me, I'm not gonna say anything because my wife told me not to say anything nice. And that moment when she was like, I didn't say that because I had nothing to say nice. <laughs> She's like, Nah, I didn't tell you that this time. Uh, so she said, this was like basically the last thing she said. You told me that I was the first person that you said I love you to in six years. So did you tell me that you were in love with me because you wanted to sleep with me? Fair, fair, fair. He obviously says no. Right, because if he says yes, can you imagine? I wish he had said yes, because that would have been like, oh, this is where the controversy is. This is why people are losing their minds. Can you imagine if he had been like, when I look back and I think back on Honestly, it? Honestly, I'm with Rachel. I He said no. I do not believe him. No, not at all. He 100% was like, if I say I love you, you'll sleep with me, right? It goes all the way back to freaking Teddy. And she's telling him that she's a virgin. And he's like, but you're not waiting till marriage. You're waiting till you fall in love. Noted. Because Clayton was already like, I got that in my back pocket. So we get to those fantasy suites. And I'm like, hey, I love you. Then she's going to put out. That's what he's banking on. He's Mm -hmm. banking on that with everybody. Everybody. So we come back to Iceland for some unknown, <laughs> unexplainable reason. Clayton has a ring. I know. What? Like, but I just love the moment where they like show Neil Lane in the audience. <laughs> Neil Lane has no lines in this episode. Neil Lane wasn't like, okay, like we met, we blah blah. Neil Lane was just literally like. Y'all know what I do. Y'all know who I am. <laughs> My name. That's it. <laughs> for, 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 like I said, for some unexplainable reason, they give a man a ring for a girl he's not even sure wants to see him again, let alone be engaged. Jesse drops off a letter written by a producer using language that would suggest it came from Clayton, even though the content, because as we've addressed, he's stupid. 
the content and the handwriting does not suggest that it was from a college jock. Content and the handwriting suggested that it was from the very same person who wrote all those date cards. Yes, and also the person who wrote, oh, who wrote Brandon's letter for Michelle. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. As it says, if you give me a chance, if you give me a chance, I will fight for you, fight, fight for your love day in and day out. Because without you, I am nothing. If you'd be willing to meet me, I'd be patiently waiting for you in the countryside. I love that. I love that also. In the countryside, you got to find me first though, boo. I'd be like, I would have been like, if you can find me in the countryside, then I'll know we're soulmates. <laughs> he doesn't tell her any other, any other directions, any other details. He's like, I'll be in the countryside. Do you know how vast the countryside is? I loved it. I mean, the countryside of Iceland is probably most of Iceland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Susie, for some reason, shows up. Not only does she show up, but she looks incredible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she usually does. Mm-hmm. But she was obviously show. She obviously knew what this was about. I was mad that she didn't show up in her sweats. To be honest, that that would have gotten, that would have given. But I think she wanted the chance to turn him down at the proposal, and if she showed up at anything other than this he would have known what she was there for. I would have loved it though, because everybody told us that this was the most dramatic finale. This was something we've never seen before. Something I've never seen before is a girl rolling up there with her her sweatpants, you know, and a t-shirt and being like, listen, uh, no, no. (laughs) I would have loved that. Show up there like Elise Myers in your truest self and be like. I would have not even gotten out of the car. I would have, right. I would have pulled up, honked the horn till he came out, rolled down the window and said, nah, boo, it's, it's over. Like, you, we, we treated, you treated me like a stray dog. I'm out. And driven straight to the airport. Like, I, I would have paid money to see that. Like the fact, not even, like you said, not even get out of the car, honk the horn, roll down that window, you know, and be like, no. <laughs> no. You know, like, oh, I don't have to get out. I'll just talk to you here. I'll just talk to you here. Like make him freeze outside in Iceland. You already almost blew away twice. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's so I would have loved to have seen that from a finale. During his proposal speech, he says, it's just you and me here because I, like, I don't want anything else. I just want you to know if you have any questions how serious I am. And then he pulls out the ring that he did not pay for. And she he pulls said, out the ring for like 2.2 seconds. And is like, this is how serious I am. I mean, and then it goes back in his pocket. He says, I am, I am this serious about it. To you grow. landed somewhere in the audience like, flash my name, man. Like, open that box. Get a close up. Jeez, give me some more time to shine. He continues, he continues saying, I am this serious about it. To grow, have a family, to go through the stages of life together if you were to give me the chance. She says, you are this incredible person. I still believe it, and there's no doubt about our connection. 
the love that I have for you in my heart, it's so real. And I know that you have it too. And right before she said this, and I said, here's the but. But. Says, but you have, an unconditional, you have an unconditional love for somebody you want to spend a life with. That's not where I'm at. I made a decision to leave Iceland alone, but it doesn't take away from everything that we had, we've had, and the love that I like genuinely feel in my heart for you. At this point, we're seeing like um, that little box in the left, the lower left-hand corner of our screen. The audience is obviously muted so that we can hear what Susie's saying. People are cheering. People are clapping. As they should. How do you think that felt to be Clayton? To hear people cheer at someone saying, no, I don't want to be with you. And when he asked Susie, is this like a a no, not right now? Or is it, because I'm willing to give this a shot. You know, in any capacity, I can basically, I'm willing. And she's like, this is a no. (laughs) And people are cheering he she says i feel like it's over and then we he's upset she's driving away we cut back to the we cut back to the theater to to the to the set to whatever we want to call it i'm lost all ability to say words um Jesse says for the first time in bet in our history in the history of our bachelor was a re- rejected on the final day and he ends up alone. Or does he? I want to punch him in the throat. When he said the or does he, I was like, why couldn't we have just left it alone? I really, I really, 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 really just, this is the point where it turned for me. I was having fun. I was having fun. <laughs> I, was having- <laughs> I was having so much fun. And then it was like, oh, okay. But I'm not going to lie to you. I was having fun up until I saw, because Jesse then tells us after that commercial break, he's like, listen, I got some new information. And also you get to learn about your bachelorette. But so when he tells us, you know, he left Iceland alone, he was heartbroken, yada, yada, yada. But then Clayton, just tell me all about it somebody reached out to you. He's like, I went back home and I was sad. And then I heard from someone, someone reached out to me (laughs) that I never in a million years would have expected this person to reach out to me. And it was this, like everything worked out for a reason. I literally, I, did I text you and say, what if it's Shanae? I can't remember. (laughs) Cause in that moment, in that moment, I was like, I, I hate, I hate Shanae. Okay. But in that moment, I was like, how crazy insane, how fun. And then when you see her gold heels and she's walking and then she did that little gold spin, that pivot on the, those heels. I was like, that was a sassy pivot. Okay. That was a sassy turn. Oh my gosh. What if it's Shanae? What if Shanae walks out there? What are they going to do? Throw tomatoes at her? Like, maybe that's why Shanae was so freaking cocky and didn't apologize to anything because she's like, guess what, bitches? I got him still. <laughs> First of all, I've, I've watched Shanae do a lot of things this season, including dance and try to be seductive. I, when I saw it, I'm just like, I don't think Shanae has the grace or the athleticism to pull out a 
to do a perfectly, perfectly sassy turn heel turn <laughs> in stilettos. Because like, I don't think she can do it. Oh my gosh, you're right. I should have. I should have thought that through. Okay, I should have thought that through when I was picking up on clues. I literally, my mom was texting me. She's like, "What if it's Teddy? What if she is like, hey, take my virginity?" like you know I was like who could it be and then she walks out my favorite tweet of the night was what you sent me when it was that dude who was like for a second he thought it was Hannah Brown because I too man when I saw who it actually was the Hannah Brown doppelganger Miss Susie herself for two seconds I did think, what if it's going to be? And I, like, I squinted my eyes. I was like, wait, clear my contacts. What? No. Uh, this was the most she'd ever looked like Hannah Brown. Yeah. It was like seeing a ghost and Hannah's not dead. <laughs> when she comes out and sits down, Jesse says, what a pleasant surprise. What are you doing here? First of all, it was it's not, not happening. It was not, not a pleasant surprise. No. no. I was... I, I tweeted this out and I sent it to you. And let me pull up the tweet so that I make sure I get exactly what I said properly. I said, honestly, kind of disappointed he's happy and disappointed Susie went back to him. Lots of emotions tonight. I was so disappointed. I was so, I was promised something unprecedented. I was promised the most shocking finale ever. And yes, it had its ups and downs and it was crazy. And he was botching it all around town. I loved it. I, the complete and utter failure of everything. I loved it. Like I said, I was having so much fun until they wrapped it up in a bow. Yeah. She says, we took some, we took time apart after the show. And, and then they ask, are you guys together? And she said, yes, yes, we're together. That's my boyfriend. I just Clayton says I didn't think it was going to I didn't think it was going to happen either, especially after the way we ended things. I loved and then she says, I loved him as a person before I ever fell in love with him. And then says we all made mistakes. Uh so she Jesse asked if there's gonna be any proposal. And then this is where I learned that Clayton, for the rest of this relationship, will be a whipped little boy. He says, I left my job. I sold my condo all to give us a fair shot. We know it requires effort like other relationship, like any other relationship, and I'm moving with her to Virginia. And that's the last we will hear of him. Hopefully. And then he brings her the final rose. Ugh, that was so stupid. I was like, don't even waste my time with it, please. And then we have one more commercial break before really, if anything, the most shocking announcement of this evening. Yeah, because then Jesse does a little trick too. He's like, your bachelorette is not who you think it is. It's not Gabby. When he said it's not Gabby, I was like, are you you killing me? You're killing me, Jesse. Because why are you saying it so definitively? It's not Gabby. But then he's like, it's not Rachel. And I was like, what the heck? Who is it then? Is it Andy Dorfman? I told you it was Tasia. (laughs) We went to a commercial break, and my wife looks at me, she goes, who do you think it was? And we're just like, probably some effing loser from some past season. 
I thought that was, I was so scared I, that that was the route that they were going to go. I spent the entire commercial break railing on the fact that we had four top-notch options available. Even if you took, even without Susie, we have four incredible options from this season alone. Mm-hmm. And they're going to pick some effing old loser from other season where they gave us Claire. I'm just like, Gabby and Susie, Gabby and Rachel would be good. Teddy, good. Serene, good. We have options. Why are we picking someone from the past? The reason we got Claire is because there wasn't good options. Right. After Peter season. But we have options here, so I don't know why we don't have someone. And then we get back. She says, it's not Gabby or Rachel. It's Gabby and Rachel. And my hands shot up in so much excitement. I think inches away from elbowing my wife in the face. That was so exciting. <laughs> See, I was not as instantly excited. I was like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? We're going to do this again. I thought they were going to do the back-to-back seasons like Katie and Michelle. I thought that's what I was like, gosh, we're going to do this again. But then Jesse tells us it'll be two bachelorettes for the entire season. Yeah. The whole season. Yeah. And so then they're like, well, you know, are they dating the same men? Are they like, how is this fair? Is it weird? Like, how, how does this work? Because I've seen, I, I've seen this happen one other time. And it was like, they had to pick, oh gosh, you weren't one. Did you, you, you didn't watch Crystal all season? No, no, I didn't. But I, they covered it in the goat. Uh, the yeah. Goat. So, yeah. So like with Caitlin and, um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name right, right now. I really, I liked her. Um, Brit, Brit. But um yeah, so and basically like the men had to like vote who they liked best. <laughs> and then it, I was like, oh my gosh, this would destroy my self-confidence if these guys were like, yeah, no, sorry. Like didn't, some, didn't someone leave to pursue Brit in the real world? Uh I think so. Yeah, yeah, they did. And then they tried and then it didn't work out or something. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Did they ever check in on them? I think we stopped caring about Brit the second she stepped off the screen. Like it was like, okay, we, well that sucks. When we realized that they had a bone, when they realized they had a bona fide superstar in their midst. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to the podcast podcast this morning and they were talking about how like for a soul season, like they were ranking the worst bachelor, <laughs> the worst bachelors. And then they, every time they would go, they would think they were going to rank crystals. They'd be like, you know what though? You know, I almost put the murderer on the list, but then I decided Brad Womack sucked more. <laughs> it was hilarious. Like they kept bumping and they're like, you know what though? The killer, like Peter Weber is still worse. <laughs> it was hilarious. But um, where, where yeah, were, so, where was Clayton and Peter? Uh, I don't think they, they hadn't ranked Clayton yet because they had taped Monday afternoon. Oh, okay. So they didn't know, they had, didn't have the context of this. They were like, we're sure we're going to have luck. Um, but Clay, or, uh, Peter, Peter was, um, oh gosh, I don't remember now, but he was pretty high up there. They were like, he's the worst. They said he got by, by on his boyish good looks, but then quickly that was out the window. Then they said that apparently in the fantasy suites, uh, 
he the producers had to go out and get more condoms for him because he was so so because of his endurance like he was like i'm gonna have sex with everybody in all the time uh, like everything yeah like they were like he's just gross <laughs> and they were like all he wants to do is bring girls back home to his parents house <laughs> uh but yeah so all that to be said i was worried that they were going to do something like that again to be like okay you got to pick between these girls so glad that they were like we're gonna have not one but two the entire season is this gonna distract me though is it gonna be too much because my brain in a world of 2020 to 2022 present time can't handle a lot right now okay you have to think about it this way when for the first 15 years of the show Mm -hmm. they were the only reality tv dating show that was even remotely successful. Yeah, yeah. HBO's F-Boy Island was Mm -hmm. popular. Love is Blind, incredibly popular. I love Love is Blind. How did I not watch this before this season? I love it. The courtship, apparently supposed to be pretty decent. People seem to like Joe Millionaire. So I (laughs) I think they have to do something Mm-hmm. because the system as it is is stale that's true that's very true because they did set the stage for everything else that came after mm-hmm. and everyone and like specifically f-boy island mm-hmm. was created by a like one of the big producers of the bachelor probably inspired by peter weber <laughs> so i think their thought was well if they can do two Let's do two better. Yeah. Okay, I can, I, I'll take it because these two deserved better. Two um, deserve- the way that they supported each other, even with their announcement, you know, I really liked that. So I'm really excited about seeing two women support each other and their journey of love, looking out for each other. I just don't want them to, I, I hope that they're not going to like make them compete that they're going so what are they going to be 60 men is each bachelor just gonna have like one night two night or like i i don't know i think the early part of the season will be chill because there'll be enough of men uh-huh. i think like middle to the end there might be like some overlap where they both like a guy but i think the question is will their their relationship their friendship be stronger than either one of their issues over a guy. I just, yeah, I don't want them to create drama between the leads. I want the drama to be with the men, you know, trying to fall in love with these two women. I want to, I want to protect them at all costs. Agree. I think the only drama that will be between them is if both of them have the same guy in their top three. And that's what I'm confused about. Like, and, and like Jesse said, he doesn't know anything either. When he, he like, uh, he asked them questions and he asked Gabby or he asked both of them, like, what do you guys, what do you guys think? And what do you have questions about? And she's like, how is this going to work? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> We're I don't figuring know. it out. But, I don't, so, I don't they know. And she's yeah, like he doesn't know. So she, and she's like, are we dating the same guys? You know, like, what is, he's like, I don't know. So 
part of me is hoping that they have their own like separate guys. I I don't know though. I don't know. I don't know how this works. So, Nick was saying today that he talked to a producer. Of course he did. Early early in the season. Mm-hmm. And was like, do you have who you want to be the bachelor? Do you have a bachelorette? Early in the season, I think it was Gabby. Sorry, like, like at the not like early, but like at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "We have the, we have one that we really want." Mm-hmm. So he thinks that their pick was Susie. Mm. And now that Susie is taken, he believes that the decision to have both of them mm-hmm. was a very recent one. Like that wasn't, that hasn't been a long-term plan, but because Susie was now with Clayton, they had to pivot quickly Mm -hmm. and they were having trouble deciding which of those two deserved it more. So if neither of them deserve it more, make it both of them. Yeah. Building off the post-fantasy suite rose ceremony where they were like, even in the chaos, trying to rely on each other Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I really did appreciate that I really did appreciate the way that they looked out for each other and I hope that they look out for each other on this I forgot for a minute that Jesse was forever the host like he's consistent now I'm so used to having like not a parent at the party (laughs) so so when I thought about it I was like oh are both Tasha and Caitlin coming back Who's going to be looking out for them? And then he was like, I'll be there along with, with you along the way. And then I was like, oh my gosh, okay. Because <laughs> now I'm like, all right, Jesse, he's he's like a, he is a calming presence. It is nice to have at least somebody who's like, hey, how can I help you? And not be like weird and goofy and stuff. Like it was fun with Caitlin Tasha for like two seconds. And then it was like, stop. We gave him a lot of crap. Yeah. Well-deserved crap. Yeah. But also, we have to remember, we're comparing this to two people who were visibly bad at this. Mm-hmm. And one person that we had seen do it for 20-plus years. Right. For 50 seasons, almost. Like, he is someone who has been through this process. He has been The Bachelor. You know, he's got the hosting skills, clearly. Like, he's been he's doing it. Time. He's been doing it, so... I've now I'm after this season, I'm like, okay, they picked a good person. I think we just need to give him time to figure out how he's going to host. Yeah. I think it'll, I think it'll be great. And it'll be interesting to see the dynamic between him and the women now, because now he'll be the one to to show up and be like, what do you need me for? Like, you know, like what's going on? What's the drama? So, so yeah, I think, I think that'll be interesting. I think I'll like it. Well, got any more so thoughts about this math, one? I was quick, doing a quick math. We have about 15 weeks between now and the expected release date for The Bachelorette, which is at the moment July 11th. 11th. I think I was kind of frustrated. I was like, I don't want to wait that long. But then you also have to remember that they are now filming. They, clearly, they didn't know until tonight that they were going to be the leads. Right. Like they were shocked. Like, right. That's what they were that, I, yeah, they really were shocked. So they 
are not prepared to start this anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Then they have to film basically two whole seasons mm-hmm. and then edit it and make it a season. Yeah. So I understand why it's going to take so long. So do you think they'll do so Bachelor in Paradise? Is that going to be first? I don't know. My mom texted me like, like I'm some big insider. She was like, are they doing Bachelor in Paradise? You know, what are the plans for that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Everything's, everything's crazy right now. I don't know. Um, There's a lot of time and I'm not really sure exactly what that's going to look like. I'm glad. Like I told you this morning when we were texting, I'm glad that there is time. And I know Brennan and I have talked about like off season plans, you know, we're trying to get together some really great interviews for you guys that are relevant to Bachelor Nation. It'll be fun. But I know that I think everybody is kind of tired because we've been through back-to-back seasons, you know, everybody's been slammed. Every podcaster who like is, you know, people have to like wake up early to get, um, to watch it on Hulu or people who are getting it like early, early releases, you know, to see and film their, or film and record their podcast. You know, I think like all of Bachelor Nation content creators were like, whoo, okay. It is going to be nice not to just have a, a week break, like a little summer vacay, you know, <laughs> the spring break and then be like, okay, now on to the next one. Like we actually get time. And I think that time will be a really solid reset time. No, for sure. But yeah, like she said, we are working on some interviews. I have, we have at the moment four people that are going to be really, no, three people that are going to be really fun to talk to. Mm -hmm. I'm working on getting some more people. So that's going to be really some fun interviews lined up. Uh, We're going to talk to some, some popular people. We're going to try to nail down some people who are just regular fans of the show, just normal people. So we're going to have a great time with that. Uh, we'll let you know when those interviews come out. We're not going to just drop them in your inbox and say, oh, oh, you didn't see him? Oh, my bad. But we'll we'll promote those when those are done and taken care of. But I don't know how often you're going to hear from us between now and July, at least at least a few times. Yeah. Oh, definitely. We'll... we'll... We'll be making a couple episodes in between, in between. Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know how often mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have those. We're looking at the deets. Absolutely. So we will see you all later. Uh, I'm very excited for Gabby and Rachel's season. But like, I, like we said, we don't have a lot of information about how this is all going to work. So we'll all learn together. There will be no expectations for how this upcoming season is going to go. It's just going to be crazy when I'm excited for it after a long nap, a spring and summer nap, I will wake back up ready for this, this bachelorette. Yes. Having Mondays and Tuesdays back in my life will be nice. Yes. (laughs) All right. Ernie, I will talk to you later. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.